Hello, 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 and welcome to the HSC Insider. This is the brand new podcast from the University of North Texas Health Science Center at Fort Worth. I'm Brandon Sermon. And I'm Taylor Rogers, and we are here representing the HSC Department of Admissions and Recruitment. So each month, we will be highlighting the most current events, research, student activities, upcoming activities and events, and just all around HSC happenings here in the HSC community. We will also be hosting special guests, including HSC staff, faculty, and current and past students. So in today's episode, we will be talking to some members of our HSC family about Hispanic Heritage Month and what it means to them. So stay tuned. here in the studio with Arturo Herrera, the president for the National Hispanic Pharmacists Association here at the University of North Texas Health Science Center at Fort Worth. Welcome, Arturo. Hi, how are you? <laughs> we're doing great. We are so glad that you are with us. Um, we're really excited to, to talk a little bit about um, your involvement here on campus and uh, kind of what, what brought you to HSC and what made you choose pharmacy. But why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself? Sure, definitely. Um, so like you said, my name is Arturo Herrera II. Um, I'm originally from Fort Worth, although I'm a military brat. So I started elementary school in England. But I eventually made it back to Fort Worth, and then I've also lived down in Austin. So before pharmacy school, I was living in Austin and, and moved back up to Fort Worth. Um, I have a teenage daughter that's in high school, so that is a big—she's my pride and joy and why I think I'm doing a lot of what I'm doing right now. Awesome. And, and did I hear you say that you lived in England for a little while? A little bit. My, my father was stationed there. He's Air Force, so yes. Okay, Awesome. That's got to be, uh, that had to have been an awesome experience as well. It's fun. I haven't been back since my childhood, <laughs> but I would definitely, one of these days, I'll make it back there. Awesome. And so um, you mentioned that you have a teenage daughter, uh, so she's learning while you're also learning as yes. well. Uh, how's that balancing uh, both of you all being in school at the same time? Definitely, definitely. Uh, last year was a little bit easier since we were both on lo online. Um, this year, you know, I do the drop off in the morning and then I, you know, have my classes and then just make sure I leave at a certain time from studying to pick her up. But she knows anytime she needs help, that always comes first and I will help and, you know, help her with anything she needs. And then my studying will come after that and I, c I can manage that. I love that. I bet she really enjoys having you around so much too. Is she, does she have a lot of involvement in extracurriculars? A little bit. She's big into theater. That's actually right now. And so awesome. I got to 
text literally earlier this afternoon <laughs> of instead of, you know, 345 now, I'm going to have to start staying till 530, which is oh. totally fine with me because then I just get extra study time here at the library. So it's awesome. Well, I love to hear it. <laughs> awesome. And we love to hear that um, a lot of times people don't realize that there are so many different layers to our students and so many different our students come from so many different backgrounds and have so many different situations for sure and so you mentioned uh and now that we know that all of that information about your background your journey uh tell us what led you to pursue pharmacy uh, so why pharmacy out of all the other health professions and things out there sure uh, that's a great question i was always interested in medical field of something you know even dental, just any anything medical related, just health related. I, I knew I wanted to help people. I think a lot of people look for, you know, why are we here? What am I supposed to do? And how can I give back? And so I knew I wanted something in health field, medical field. And one time I was speaking with a pharmacist and to choose between medical and pharmacy. And they looked at it as in pharmacy, you had more free time. Once you were, you know, off the clock, if you will, you didn't have as much uh, kind of following you. And they felt in medical field, you were getting calls in the middle, middle, middle of the night or, you know, sometimes on weekends. And sure, you know, a pharmacist works on weekends and holidays, but you had a little more free time with family. And that, that was important to me to, to have that time with my family. And so what did you study to kind of prepare you for pharmacy school? What was your what was your undergraduate degree in? Sure. So undergrad is going to be heavy science, heavy math. And I've always those were always my two favorite subjects. And actually, when I was in grade school, math was always my favorite subject. It wasn't until a little bit later, I would say probably an undergrad where the science, I mean, it was always there, but that's where it kind of picked up even more. And that became probably even not probably it, it became more of a favorite over math and so I would say anybody interested in pharmacy you definitely need to have a strong science and math background I, I always enjoyed math too and <laughs> I think that that's it's fun to be able to manipulate numbers to think of it as a puzzle um, but math is a Math is a fun subject. Brandon, what was your favorite subject in school? I was more of a, you know, liberal arts kind of person. <laughs> so math wasn't always my strongest um, subject. But I, I, now social sciences, I've got you there. Like history, government, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Well, we can we can do the trivia games on that. Yeah. Good. I definitely <laughs> want you on my team. <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely get me on those for sure. <laughs> Well, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the uh, National Hispanic Pharmacists Association. Can you tell us more? What what exactly what exactly is that association? Sure. So, uh, exactly like you said, National Hispanic Pharmacists Association. It is a national organization which was founded in 2018. Um, it is a branch, if you will, off of the National Hispanic Medical Association, and so they started a pharmacy division. And we actually started it uh, with Brendan Arredondo. He is the co-president along with myself. And we started it last year when we were second year pharmacy students. And at the time, there was only four uh, schools in the nation that had chapters. And I believe it's around 11 at the moment. Um, so we have 
been in existence here on the UNTHSC campus under a year, so we are fairly new, new chapter. Wow, so that's like, so it's just roughly like a year or so you've been, um, this, you guys have been around with this chapter, right? Yes, it, it took some time. We, since our first uh, P1 year is where we had already been discussing it. Honestly, I think a big reason for myself is my father is from El Paso and we, when we started our pre-mat in P1 year, literally the week before, there was that tragedy that happened in El Paso. And so I came in right away looking at organizations and I felt that there was an urgency needed to have a chapter that showed being Hispanic doesn't mean you get all these negative things that were being said about us in the national spotlight. I definitely understand not everybody felt that way towards Hispanics, but I also saw that some people did. And I just thought anything we could do to educate, to inform people, just let people know that not everything you hear is true. And I just thought it would be beneficial if we could have an organization on campus that could help in that. Well, I, I, I agree with that 100%. It's always great to have um, organizations like that in place at every university. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about what you guys are doing. What kind of um, activities or outreach have you done so far? Sure. So NHPA, uh, the basically a mission from them from that we've adopted and from the national side, it's about empowering Hispanic pharmacists and uplifting the Hispanic community and, you know, educating and doing all you can basically for Hispanic communities and minority communities as a whole. Um, like you said, you know, every, or, every campus probably needs an organization like that, but just diversity as a whole, I think we can all, we're all working together. And so some of the things we've done last year and over the summer there have been some community pop-up clinics which are free health clinics to uh, the community that where people can come in and get blood pressure readings get glucose checks just you know they were even getting covid vaccine covid tested that was put on also by a city council woman at the time and as in conjunction with mercy clinic of fort worth so definitely want to give a shout out to to each of them and we've reached out for this uh, this semester as well to continue on with both both the city council side of Fort Worth as well as Mercy Clinic. Um, there's also a free pharmacy in Dallas that we've spoken with the pharmacist there to help out in any way and basically anything in the community. I mean, we really want to give back to the community, educate, uplift, and just let people know that pharmacy is a real path that no matter where you come from, it, it's attainable for people. You used two words that I really, really liked, and that was empower and uplift. And those are such positive words. I, I love those words and think that the world needs more of that. They need more positivity. It, it's, it's hard right now in light of the, the COVID pandemic and, um, you know, a lot of the social justice issues that we see in the media, the world definitely needs more of that positive power, uplifting and and um, and empowering. Those are that's beautiful. Um, I I 
heard you kind of mention that you're going to continue sort of with the things that you had going on um, last year as far as events and, and outreach. Um, does does NHPA have any plans um, for Hispanic Heritage Month coming up? Sure. So kind of going back since we are so new, right now it is more of ideas of what what else can we do. And so ideas have been, you know, different fundraising things um, from art projects to music projects to potluck and introducing foods to people and maybe not the best thing, but candies to people. And, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, this candy from this region or different snacks um, from different uh, nations because Hispanic, uh, our organization, we're not just focused on one country of origin, if you will. I mean, we've got members that have different backgrounds. And so we want to introduce that to to as many people that are willing to listen. But it, it just want to make sure it's not just one. It's, it's multiple um, backgrounds coming together. And that's that is so important um, to kind of correct those misconceptions, if you will, um, that it's not just, uh, you know, we talked about history earlier. That kind of reminds me like they used to call America the big melting pot. And so there's, you know, there's a lot to make one big stew. So I don't know why all my references always end up with food. (laughs) Uh, But Arturo said something about food. And so now I'm just thinking about food. But sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a big stew. Um, um, a big stew of all different ingredients. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, stop talking about food, Brandon. Um, so let's get back on 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 focus on target with what we were talking about. Um, and I have a question for you. So, sure. um, you know, you guys are relatively uh, young as an organization. NHPA is relatively young, but so far, tell me what your your favorite thing has been thus far. I definitely think the outreach um, to the community when we're there and you can see people that are driving up in their cars to get tested on anything health related and other people that you can see that walked up and, you know, wherever they came from, it it doesn't matter because we all need health education. We all need assistance and we all go through ups and downs in our lives. And so if we can just help out just one person then I feel like we made a difference and and um, that makes it worth it but the, we obviously want to help out as many people as we can so to me it's it's helping in the community community as well as uh, the outreach again so uh, I, I think regardless of someone's background wherever they came from I think we've all had a feeling where people think we're supposed to do certain things in our life and I I like the fact that we can speak to youth. We, we That's another thing is we have, um, we've reached out to speak at uh, community college here. Definitely tried with high schools in the area. Th- that one, I'm not sure if we can do that, but um, I think everybody's heard what they're supposed to do, but that doesn't mean that's what you have to do or can do. And I think dreams and goals should be limitless. And so if we can talk to anyone and let them know that, yes, you can do this. It takes work. It takes effort. Um, but anything is attainable for people. And so just reaching out for the next generation, I think that's a big thing, too, that, that I like. And I love that, you know, focus on the youth, um, you know, that is the, the next generation. And I think that 
our future leaders need as much mentorship, as much leadership as we can provide them to really help mold them. And so that's, that's fantastic. Anytime, you know, you can give back and especially to the young people, that's, that's incredible. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to go back just a little bit. And I, I want to talk actually about your, your overall student experience sure. at HSC and kind of what stuck out to you that made you choose um, the College of Pharmacy here? Sure. I think a big thing, and I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but here at UNT HSC, diversity. I think that was a a, a big uh, point for me is when I was doing interviews, and I even had interviews set up at other schools, and when I got offered here, I didn't even continue with the interviews. I, I felt at home from the faculty, um, fellow students in the interview process, just the diversity there. And then when you're on campus, you, you feel that. Um, you get the sense that people are here to help each other, whether it's fellow students, whether it's faculty, whether it's the resources. That was the biggest decider for me um, as well as, and then it, it brought me back home. So this was a top choice for me all along as well, is I got to be around family. Family is really important and having a strong support system in general um, yes. is, is very, very crucial um, for any, any, any time anyone's in any graduate program. Um, I know I, I, when I was a graduate student, I was like, I'm going to go crazy. Like, <laughs> and my mom would be like, I cooked something. Come get you something to eat. Yes. I'm like, thank you, because I, I, I forgot to eat today because I didn't have time. Yes. <laughs> And so I definitely understand that. So since you, um, since we kind of talked about having that strong support system, um, and then earlier in the conversation, you also uh, mentioned that you do a little bit of studying, uh, mm -hmm. scratch a little bit, and exchange that for a lot. <laughs> uh, so what would be that one crucial piece of advice uh, to those individuals that are looking at going to pharmacy school those individuals that want to become pharmacists, what's what's that one piece of advice that you would like to share with them? Sure. I think reaching out to someone in the profession beforehand just to make sure it's it's definitely not a inexpensive, I was going to say a, a cheap program. It's not an inexpensive venture to go out on. And if this is something that you're going to do for a career for the rest of your life, I think you need to be positive. This is something you want to do. And you have to do what makes you happy. So if if you go through a program, you get your title and you get out in the workforce and you're not happy, it, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough life. So you got to make sure that you enjoy it. Happiness needs to be number 1. And so if if you know that you will enjoy this, then just talk to people that are in the profession and even you can do some shadowing opportunities or get a part-time job, get an internship just work and just make sure that this is what you want to do. And if so, then all systems go. Just put every effort into it and you get your studying habits. You, you, you know, go through the program, you do your interviews. But if you know that this is what you're supposed to do, then it'll be okay. We love that advice to, <laughs> to shadow, gain some experience. Yes. That's, that is the best advice. Arturo, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we have 
thoroughly enjoyed having you. Um, you have you've been a, a breath of fresh air. You're just so so positive, and I, we we love that. We love to see that. Um, thank you very much for sharing on your your personal experiences and your experience here at at HSC and involved in the National Hispanic Pharmacists Association. Um, we very much appreciate it and. Uh, hope to have you back <laughs> definitely well i appreciate it and thank y'all for having me and anytime i'm i'm here all right don't go away we'll be back with a few more guests um so stay tuned for more information about the university of north texas health science center at fort worth Hey there, listeners. Let's take a moment for some important HSC admissions and recruitment updates. Updates on deadlines and application openings. Master of Public Health online applications for fall two are now closed. If you are looking to start the Master of Public Health online program during the fall two term, those applications are now closed. Your next opportunity to start will be in the spring one term. And just a quick reminder, if you are interested in applying for our Doctor of Physical Therapy program, the application will be closing on October 15th, so get those submitted as soon as possible. There's also a ray of hope, though. Perhaps you're just getting started, um, and there are some programs that you're interested in applying to, but they weren't open. Well, guess what? We have some programs that are now available uh, applications are now available. If you're applying to any of the programs in the School of Public Health, MPH, MHA, MS, or PhD, applications are now open and available. They're waiting for you online. Also, we're going to be offering a spring start for our Masters of Science in Clinical Research Management with the School of Biomedical Sciences. Those apps are opening on, or, or they did open on September 10th. So go ahead and get those submitted if you're interested in a spring start, either our in-person option or the online. Thanks so much for joining us for our HSC admissions and recruitment alerts. If you have any questions, you can always email us, your friendly neighborhood recruiters, at admissions at unthsc.edu.
we're so glad that you're back with us or maybe you're tuning in uh, for the first time and decided to skip or fast forward halfway through the conversation uh, which is fine you can always go back and listen to the beginning as well uh, but as a reminder my name is Brandon Sermon and I am joined here uh, by my co-host Taylor Rogers and we're so glad that you guys are taking an opportunity taking some time to learn a little bit more about the University of North Texas Health Science Center, or HSC as we've come uh, to call it here in the last year or two. Uh, and we're so glad also to have our special guest with us here uh, to talk a little bit about the uh, interview process and things that are happening, events and communications that are going out. We have none other than the Director of Events and Communications uh, within the HSC Admissions and Recruitment team, Miss Felicity White. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. We're excited that you're here. So why don't we just go ahead and start. Tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what your role is here at HSC. Sure. So I'm here in the admissions and recruitment office. I lead a team that has a couple of big responsibilities. Some of the things we handle are all of the interviews for our professional programs. A lot of the programs here at the Health Science Center are competitive and require an admissions interview before admission. So we handle all of those. We handle campus tours and visits to the university. We do a lot of programming for students who have been admitted into our professional programs but who haven't yet started. A lot of the programs, um, students apply a year in advance. They might know they have a seat in the medical school nine months before they actually set foot on campus for orientation. So we do a lot of programming for those students so that they can stay connected to the Health Science Center so that they can meet other students in the program before they actually show up here for classes. Awesome. And how long have you been um, in this role? Um, we know there's been some shuffling around, some changes here and there. Yeah. So I actually, I'm celebrating my 11th anniversary with the Health Science Center just this past month. It's hard to believe. Time flies. Um, most of the time that I've been here at HSC, I've been working in our School of Health Professions. So that's with our Physician Assistant Studies and our Doctor of Physical Therapy programs. About a year ago, we made a transition as as a university to go from having admissions offices that supported individual schools and individual programs to having a centralized admissions office. And so for the last year, I've had the pleasure of getting to support all of the programs here at the Health Science Center, not just the ones in the School of Health Professions. And that's, that's actually something I wanted to discuss. You touched on that new restructuring of admissions and recruitment. How does that how does that restructure benefit prospective students and applicants? I think in a couple of ways. So one of the things that, that it has going for us is now that my team is working with all of our programs, we get to look really at best practices for, for interviews, making sure that we are assessing candidates in the most fair and equitable way, making sure that we're identifying qualities that would help them persist in our programs. And so we get to apply that across all of the, the programs here at the Health Science Center now, and we get input from um, faculty from all of these different programs. And so I think having more people engaged in the process makes it a better process for our applicants. And then also, you know, now we have support staff 
um, that engage with students from the moment they become interested in programs at the Health Science Center through you know, advising on how to build strong applications, um, how to actually submit your application, through getting selected for interviews and ultimately matriculating, there's a network of support for our applicants all along the way. Um, and I think that that's a tremendous benefit for them. And speaking of which, um, speaking of the process, you talked a little bit about the process and all the support that applicants get. Well, what is what is what is a, a process for those that do come to interview day? In uh, in other words, how how are interviews conducted? What does that look like? What's a typical interview day look like in in 2021? So, our some of our bigger clinical programs, TCOM. The PA program, our doctor of physical therapy program, they conduct interviews using an MMI format. So that's multiple mini interviews. It's scenario-based interviewing. And then we have other programs in the Graduate School of Biomedical Science and in our School of Public Health and um, in the College of Pharmacy that use a more traditional interview format. Typically, th what that looks like is two faculty members simultaneously interviewing one candidate. Regardless of the style of interview, once a candidate makes it to interview, that candidate has already been really highly scrutinized. We have evaluated the academic performance and experiences of, of that candidate, and we really feel like preparation-wise, the candidate is a good fit for our programs. What we're looking for in the interviews, whether it's an MMI interview or a traditional interview, we're looking to identify attributes that the faculty think candidates need in order to be successful in the program, in order to be successful as a, a practitioner, in order to persist through the program, and ultimately um, to, to perform in the profession that they're pursuing. And so those might be things like critical thinking skills, empathy, integrity, usually those attributes are selected from a list of core values maybe of the Health Science Center. So HSC is an institution that is built on values and, and we use those values in our applicant screening in interviews. Um, it might also be taking core values from the profession. So um, you know, the APTA has certain core values for physical therapy. We would look at those and use those as attributes that we try to measure in the interview process, and we do that for all of our programs. That's that's some really good information. I know that I know that a lot of applicants just kind of like to know what what to expect when it comes time to to doing that interview, and part of that is you know how do how do I prepare for an interview? Um, what should I be doing so that when it comes time for me to interview for my program, I am the best prepared that I could possibly be. So what advice would you give to an interviewing applicant on how to best prepare for their interview? Sure. So yeah, the, these interview days, they feel very high stakes and um, they often make people very nervous and and rightfully so. And we, to be fair, we expect people to be nervous when they, they come for their professional school interviews. So being a little nervous isn't a problem. Being so nervous that it impedes your ability to communicate is a problem. And so the most important thing that I can tell you to do is to do a little practice for your interview. Find a, a friend or a mentor. Um, if you're still 
completing your undergraduate degree, I guarantee you there is an office on your campus where it's someone's job to help you prepare for interviews. So take advantage of those resources and do some practice interviews. Just being able to to say your answers out loud with confidence, um, that practice will help you have that poise that you need for your professional school interview day. So do some practicing. That Preparing for an MMI in particular isn't something that where you know you can have practiced or rehearsed answers because you're going to be asked things that are unexpected but you want to make sure that you know again you've practiced enough that you feel some comfort and some confidence so that you're able to think quickly and on your feet um, that you know you have you've overcome those nerves to the point where you can consider what's being asked of you you can think through a response and then confidently deliver it. We're going to look at, in some of those scenarios, do you have, right, do you have the ability to think fast? Do you have the ability to consider multiple perspectives in that answer? Do you have the ability to weigh different sides of a scenario and, and think about how it would affect not just you, but whoever else is represented in that? in the prompt that you've been given. So think through those types of things. But the most important thing you can do is just practice responding to questions quickly and on your feet and out loud because it's different to think through your answers in your head than it is to say it out loud to another person. So make sure that that practice is is out loud and not just in your head. And please don't freeze. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, yeah, don't freeze. <laughs> well, there's also there's some practical things, right? Like, you know, you're showing up for a virtual interview. You might be interviewing from your bedroom. If that's the case, make your bed. Um, so, you know, make sure you're still dressed appropriately like you would if you were showing up for an in-person interview. Make sure that your background, you know, we're, we're conducting interviews on Zoom. So, you know, when you show up on Zoom, make sure the, the background of your camera isn't distracting. Um just those simple kind of things that you you think we wouldn't need to mention, but based on what happens, we probably should mention them. <laughs> <laughs> you never, never can be too cautious. Uh, so we know that interviews um, are a big part um, of what you guys do um, in your team and in your office. But what are what are some other things that you guys do? We know that you have events and things that mm-hmm. you organize and help with. So what kind of events does your office host and uh, what are some upcoming events that might be in, in the woodworks? Sure. Well, so most of the events that we conduct are for our admitted but not yet matriculated students. So students who know they're coming to the Health Science Center, but they might have three or six or nine months before they actually show up on campus. And so we'll do a lot of events to help connect those students with each other, with their faculty and advisors, and with resources here on campus. One of the the biggest and most important events that we do is in the spring of every year. It's usually close to Easter, and it's called Discover My HSC Day. Now, for the last couple of years, that's been a virtual event. We are really hoping that in 2022 that gets to be an in-person, on-campus event. But, you know, we'll see what's happening in the world then. 
Um, but that's an event where students get to come to campus. They get to meet their, their cohort of other students who are joining the same program as them. They get to meet their faculty in person. A lot of times um, students will use it as an opportunity to find a roommate, to find housing, because it might be the first time that they're coming to Fort Worth, especially since they've, they've been interviewed virtually. Um, it'll be a time to connect with the financial aid office and other resources on campus that they need in order to get prepared to successfully start the program. And so that'll be the, the largest scale event. But then we also try to do just kind of some one-off fun things. So we might have a, a virtual game night. Sometimes, you know, when, when the world allows, we would students will get together, incoming students, and have a, a picnic with their classmates, that type of thing. Um, and then for students who haven't yet made it to maybe even applying or being selected for an interview, our office hosts regular small group campus tours. And so you can sign up for those on our website. I'm going to ask Taylor to tell you exactly where to find that. I believe it's the admission site. So unthsc.edu slash admissions. There is a campus tours tab um, where you can schedule yourself for a, a visit. Perfect. So you can find the campus tours, sign up there. We usually do those on Mondays and Fridays, kind of first come, first serve. We, especially right now, we're keeping those to small groups so that we can be safe. Um, we also love to host um, student organizations. So if you're part of a pre-PA club, pre-PT club, pre-med club, pre-pharmacy club, and you want to get together a, a group from that club and come up and visit the Health Science Center, we're always happy to schedule some customized um, events for, for those groups. So you can get in touch with us at admissions at unthsc.edu if you want to set something like that up. Awesome. And I want to go back to something you said um, a, a few seconds ago. Um, you were talking about um, uh, students come up and they and they meet each other or some students, um, especially over the last what like year and a half with everyone in and out of lockdown and whatever. Um, a lot of them have not had an opportunity to really visit uh, Fort Worth, uh, get to know the Fort Worth area. Uh, so here's a little quick fun question for you. Uh, what is one of your favorite things about Fort Worth? Oh, well, so my perspective is probably a little different than students, right? Like, I'm I'm a 41-year-old <laughs> mother of a 5-year-old. So we love the Fort Worth Zoo. It is, like, by far the best zoo I have ever been to. So you wouldn't think that would be here in, like, sleepy little Fort Worth. But the Fort Worth Zoo is amazing. Um, I asked this question of a lot of our student ambassadors. So one of the things we've done over the last year since people are, you know, our incoming students haven't been able to come to Fort Worth as regularly as they might have in the past, we've had our student ambassadors put together some video content showing off their city. And without question, the thing that they recommend the most are taco restaurants. <laughs> so there are like <laughs> 15 different taco restaurants that are highly recommended by our student ambassadors. So maybe we, um, in the notes, we can put a link to that video and you guys can see that Fort Worth has its taco game strong. That is awesome. I love it. I love it when the favorite thing is food. For some <laughs> reason, food just, just eclipses any kind of 
cultural bounds or differences, people can always connect over food. It just seems to be universal. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember I used to work with undergraduate students, and I could get them to do anything for a free piece of pizza, (laughs) right? And I, I came to the Health Science Center. I started working with graduate students, and I thought, certainly graduate students are not gonna like volunteer for anything just for a slice of pizza like they are they're busy they've got a lot more going on in their life this no graduate students will still do anything for free food (laughs) for sure for sure and coffee pizza apparently tacos (laughs) that's fantastic and i completely agree the zoo is the zoo is phenomenal i love going to the zoo i don't think you have to be a a mom or a five-year-old <laughs> to enjoy the zoo. I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, you know, being a teacher, I have to ask your five-year-old: Does he have a favorite animal at the zoo? Oh, does he have? A, well, I mean, he loves to feed the giraffes, right? Uh, yes. But then I have to buy the <laughs> lettuce every time. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, well, and you know, but it's fun. It's good fun, and he'll remember that. <laughs> that is so true though I always get messed up um, when I have to pay for the lettuce too it's been a, it's been like a couple of years since I've been to the Fort Worth Zoo but I'm like oh I have to pay for the lettuce like you should give it to me for free <laughs> uh, but you know cool but that just goes to show you that uh, no matter what age you are there's a lot of fun things to do in the city of Fort Worth um, and not far from campus either mm-hmm. uh, so uh, there are plenty of things for our prospective students plenty of things for our current students and even some alumni uh, that have decided to stay in the area or perhaps they were already based in the area Uh, so definitely a lot of cool fun things to check out here in Fort Worth well we want to thank you Felicity for taking some time to chat with us here today we appreciate you you are awesome you rock the mic here with us on this segment uh, telling us a little bit about our interviews uh, interview process here at HSC Um, And we certainly want to tell everyone, again, if you didn't catch that URL earlier, you can go to unthsc.edu slash admissions, um, where you can see uh, some more uh, little tabs there about uh, admissions events, campus tours, or even request more information. Thank you so much for joining us for the HSC Insider. Before we let you go, we wanted to share with you one more big event that we are so excited about. The HSC Department of Admissions and Recruitment will be hosting an in-person open house. We're dubbing it the HSC Experience on Saturday, December the 11th. You can register for the HSC Experience by visiting unthsc.edu slash admissions and clicking on admissions events. And be on the lookout for more HSC Insider next month. So until that time, my friends, I'm Brandon Sermon. And I'm Taylor Rogers. And we'll catch you next time for more HSC Insider. (laughs) 